just the disrespectful one. Disrespect. You know, disrespectful. I thought I had more time. The time change. It got me. I thought it was five o'clock. No, you liar. You are such a liar. Fuck. Yeah, all your shit is digital. Don't even tell me. You can't. You're not even smart enough to read a regular clock, anyways. Get the fuck out of here. <clears throat> What's going on, buddy? Nothing. I'm just. I'm over here having I'm ready my. Ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm having my Stop shots already because I'm like. Uh, because this guy said six o'clock and at ten after. Here we are, finally, Mister. I'm going Captain Morgan Black Rum today. All right, we'll shoot it because I already did one. Ready? Yeah, go ahead. I'm doing my second. Mood. So I should go back to back, is what you're saying? Yeah, because I just did my my, my second uh right, hold on. straight hold Tito's on. one. Hold on. All right, all right. Yeah, you, you good there? No, I got. A, yeah. I did a rum and Dr Pepper again. Oof. Yeah, I got. So I have a rum and Dr Pepper myself. No shit, huh? Yeah, I, you know what? That's not a bad drink. I, I know. That's why I'm not having a bad it again. Drink. That's why I'm doing it again. Yeah. So woo. Oh, woo. I, I my might, nose is burning. I don't know why. I might. Uh, I might go to uh, a liquor store this week and grab some other stuff. I think I'm gonna go with oh. a fireball and we, a and a. How do we become alcoholics while doing this podcast? How did this even happen? Well, I don't think we're alcoholics. Do you drink other than oh. the show? I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I I I drank a half a bottle of wine Friday night and a half a bottle of wine Saturday night. So yeah, could but, be a problem. Yeah, half a bottle of wine is not a problem. Ask those housewives; they'll let you know. Yeah, you know they're like a bottle oh. and a half of wine and a couple of couple of mother's little helpers as they would say in the rolling stones song uh you know you're, you're fine for now uh, i'm good okay yeah yeah, yeah. so you know i i figured that we would i yeah i thought about this this afternoon and you know i said you know what I, I have faith in him he's gonna pull this off i don't even have to tell him i thought you would have on sean prime marco on today to talk about him and and gator b boone's match uh, or whatever they did yesterday. I thought we would have him on today. Hold on. We wouldn't have needed him if, okay, let me just, let's, let's take a step backwards here. <laughs> uh, I want to just preface this with, I am the pettiest of petty people when it comes to this. Yes, this, we know. When it comes to this type of thing, especially, I am the pettiest right. of the petty. And I, if I smell this coming, if I even sense this coming, I give people more than enough rope to hang themselves. So let me let me backtrack for before BM, either before Marco, which also appropriately stands for bowel movement, which applies, which is what I think of Marco these days, just a big bowel movement. But uh, let's let's backtrack to me seeing a friend that you met. Remember at WrestleMania, the girl from Boston that I've known forever. Right. Remember? And yeah, I, I know who she is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I caught wind that she was coming to Fort Lauderdale this this last weekend, not this weekend, but last weekend. Right. I don't yeah. say a word because she knows I live down here. I'm waiting to hear and go, hey, I'm gonna be in Fort Lauderdale. Let's let's grab a drink or get lunch one day while I'm here. Yada yada. But I know. I smell it coming. I know the disrespect is coming. I know that the like pretend. I'm here without letting Ben know I'm here kind of thing is coming. So I just don't like f ahead of time go, Hey, uh, I see you're coming. Let's hang out. I, I put it in their hands to, because if I was in Boston, I would of course be like, Hey, I'm coming to Boston. Reach out. Right. Let oh, me, immediately. I, I reach out ahead of time so I can plan everything else around right. making time for my friends. I just go and I let it go. And of course she's down here the whole weekend. I see like one post. Uh, and, uh, and then nothing. And I uh, never heard from her. And I'm like, okay, right. I see how it is. So this week, this is what a petty shit I am. Uh, I pretend like I, d I didn't know she was coming, et cetera, et cetera. I see her make a post with a bunch of photos and I'm looking at the photos and I just comment on the, on the, the post that looks a lot like for Lauderdale. And that's all I say. <laughs> Like you didn't know, like I didn't know, but Hey, that looks like Fort Lauderdale to me, you know, not like, Hey, how come you didn't just, just the really passive aggressive 
Gee, that right. lo- like like naive, almost naive sounding. Gee, that looks like Fort Lauderdale. Right. Because then she knows. She sees I, it. Yeah, right. You, she you sees know what it, you're doing. And she, she knows what you're doing. She knows, oh, I didn't fucking call him. I'm right. I'm in I'm in the territory of catching major heat here. You know, I haven't heard from her and she didn't acknowledge the fucking thing. So so we may have one person that's dead to me this week. Uh we'll have to find what you're saying is what? That's why you didn't want to have Marco on? No, 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 no. That's not not well, please, trying to get Marco. I I could three way call him. That's a possibility. But uh, I just I just know he made his return to the wrestling world. Well, here's the thing: he's been. We would we would know all about. Like I almost commented the night that uh, that later that night when he was in uh, Tampa at this thing, mm-hmm. when Blake asked if Manny was there. Right. I almost commented. I could answer this question right now if I hadn't been uninvited to Tampa. Right. You know, but right. but I'm leaving it. You weren't even uninvited. You were just he just didn't he just right. didn't he, ask. He, he forward. was well he was here. What was he here for? Was it football? He, he might have been here for football or something. And he mentioned that oh. he was going to Tampa to set up an angle to start wrestling, uh set up a program right. to wrestle Gator Boone or or Boone the Gator Hunter or whatever the fuck yeah, Gator, Gator B Gator the Boone Hunter Gator, Gator the Boone Hunter whatever it Gator, is Gator B Long Junior I don't remember what his name is because you've butchered it so many times that I can't keep right, the track right. anymore. Um, he goes, yeah, I'm gonna go up in a couple weeks. You want to go? There? I go, yeah, probably. Yeah, just let me know. And right. then uh, you know the week, like uh, the the week of, I guess this last week. Uh, you know, no word, no word from him. Like, hey, I'm, no word. I'm going at this nothing. time. Uh, yada yada, you still coming? No, nothing. And uh, it, even to the point where my, I think my roommate on Friday is like, "If you are you going up with Marco?" I go, "I don't know. I haven't heard from him." You know, and uh, I said, "I don't know. I haven't heard from him." And uh, and then he went up, and so now I'm like, I'm just take, I'm. I'm kind of just lurking around and I'm taking my little shots here and there. Cause you know, it's like, it's like, Hey man, you, you invited me. I said I was probably going. And then, you know, the few days of, you know, word from you. And then you went up. By, I, I don't know if he went up by himself. I don't know if he went up with his wife and his kid. Right. No, who would fucking know? All, all we know is, is you didn't go. Right. Right. But after here's after being asked to, asked if I wanted to go and me being like, yeah, I probably do. Just let me know. I think. Yeah. We even mentioned on our little thread anything about the show. We have no idea what happened. Like, he is not even forthcoming with information like, hey guys, here's what like happened the show, you know. It was very he was very vague in what happened. I think I think he also knows it's coming from me. I think he doesn't I mean oh, I think he's it. Yeah, he's but luckily thankfully I'm Again, like we said, a petty son of a bitch. So, like, right. maybe in concert with you, when we're done with this podcast, you could just innocently say, "Hey, we haven't heard anything about that your trip up to Tampa," and then I'll I'll jump in and take I'm peppering with shots. Uh, right. But I need yeah, I need I'll set you up. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. set up the lob. I need a little bit of setup. I can't go in like uh, kick right, it. You can't I, go in hot. I don't want to kick the door down. You know what I mean? Once I'm right, I got you. I but got once you. the door's been opened. I think I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm usually a I'm usually a closer, but I'll play the setup, man. <laughs> well, well, you could play set. You could open. You could open it and close it. I'll just I'll just carry yeah. you through the match till and then tag you in for so the pin. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the hot tag for okay. the pin. I'll do all the work. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, yeah we're gonna fuck. Well, I want to fuck. Of, uh, yeah. Speaking of wrestling, so uh-huh. we've been talking a lot about wrestling on the podcast. Well, and I gotta tell you, by a lot you mean the I, last three shows <laughs> right but it's you know it's since since the new format since the uh the drinking format has brought out a lot of wrestling talk and it's uh it's funny because uh i went live today i know you saw you were on there i saw you yeah, pop yeah. in yeah i uh, you're very lucky because i popped in uh i popped in like i think when you first went on but then i popped in for like a brief second later right. when you were live and i literally caught you plugging the podcast and i said okay See? I, I plugged it like six times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but because you're the human disrespect machine, 
right? I've told you a million times, plugging it in a live to 200 people I, is I I worthless right. to me compared to pull, mentioning it in your TikToks that potentially 250,000 people see. No, but but and two, yet you, those 200 people are the ones that they will listen. Like, uh, they're going to listen. Uh, you say that, but I would still, I would still rather take like – Two percent of two hundred fifty thousand. If if you want me to be honest with you, uh, and and you just per, like we'll get off of this and you can go on with your wrestling talk, but you refuse to just do it. You just refuse. I forget. I forget. And then after I go, damn, I forgot. So then, then record it again. Fuck you and record it again. Oh, it's a one. It's, no, no, I'm fuck. a one shot guy. Here. Wait a minute. A lot, listen, a lot of women can attest to that you are a one shot guy, but. But for the fucking uh, 60 seconds it takes to record the video, shoot it again. Come on, I man. Come on. You're 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 really ranking up the fucking aggravation points with me. Okay. And it's going to it's you I'm going to I'm just saying, it's not good to have a race car in the red. And right now I'm a TNT laying motherfucker about to uh go nuclear. So, uh we go. Yeah, I, that was kind of a quote from a movie you probably never saw. So I never saw it. No. Pulp Fiction. No, never saw oh it. Oh my god, I can't believe you never saw Pulp Fiction. That's like I right. Never up, saw it. It's right, right up your alley. All right. So, so now, now, please go on. Uh, what I was go on say, with whatever we talked. Really interesting. We talked a lot about wrestling yeah, the yeah, last yeah, yeah. couple of weeks. Uh huh. And I went live today, uh-huh. and a lot of people started asking about wrestling. You know, because uh, that video got some legs on it that I posted. On TikTok, I posted on Instagram, and a lot of people started asking today. A lot of wrestling talk. Who is who have I wrestled? Who, you know, who's my favorite wrestler of all I, time? By the way, uh, I, did you see I put your Pat Tanaka story on TikTok? I, I didn't see it. No. I chopped I it into look. two parts. I love how you never see the the Breakfast Club's TikTok. No, it doesn't come up. I love how you don't see it. I maybe you should uh, give a, give a shit. Anyway, go ahead. Please yeah. go go back to your. Go back to your anyway. You are fucking angry today. <laughs> I'm, I told Jesus. you, I've. It's been once I start getting petty, it's just like a snowball down a hill until I reach the bottom. So until I hit, you know, get, until you're I, like the get off my lawn guy. Right until now. I hit, no, that, I'm not the get off the lawn guy, but I am definitely rolling down the hill, building and building. I'm about to smack into Marco when we when we talk to him later tonight, and until then, I'm just building momentum. So just, just you might have to duck and weave a little bit. All right. Anyway, uh, you know, people were asking just some you know, wrestling stuff. Uh, like one question, which I thought this was actually a great question. Uh, first, somebody asked me what was the best match I've ever seen live. Good question. Solid question. Uh, I've talked about it before. Ricky Steamboat, Macho Man, somewhere in the 80s in Miami. Probably the best match I've seen live. Uh, but somebody said, if there's one match in wrestling history that you could change the outcome to, what would it be? I was fucking stumped. Like, I couldn't even think. Like, I never thought of that. Like, if there was a match that you could change the outcome. Like, that's a tough one. But it is. somebody it's, made it's, a good point. It's something you would have to, like, really sit and think through. The, I couldn't answer the question. Through the history I of. I literally could not answer the of, question. Uh, of, like, the last, like, 35 years. You would. It's a long time uh, of you know, relevant stuff that, uh, to, to think through, you know, but the, uh, there was one good answer. I thought was a great answer and it was undertaker losing the streak. And I was like, you know what? If I was Vince McMahon, I would have not had him lose the streak. I don't think it should have ended. Well, here, here's, here's the, but I, I understand that, but in the, but that's with hindsight in the heat of the right, moment right. when undertakers only wrestling once a year, or twice a year right. for SummerSlam and WrestleMania. And he keeps talking about how he's retired and, and Vince has to wave wow. bigger and bigger stacks of money under his nose to have him come back. And you don't right. know when his last match is going to be. And you want him to do the honors and he wants to do the honors. And everyone expects him to pass the torch and not retire undefeated at WrestleMania. Uh, that at some point you're like, well, now or never. I mean, you know. And even, right. even though he wrestled, what, four more times after that? He literally wrestled, like, four more yeah. times at WrestleManias and, like, six more times total or whatever, you know? So it's right. like, what, what, at any given moment, he could have been like, I'm done, or I can't get back into shape, or I hurt myself too bad, yeah. Yeah. you know? So it, that's, a, that's, that's a fair one in hindsight, 
but it's also at the moment no regrets going once going forward. Right. You know? But I couldn't I couldn't answer that question. Yeah. I was stumped. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because you you have to think of it's almost like you have to sit and think of a match and the two people involved in it and some of the periphery around those people. Right. And who they fought afterwards. And imagine the tra- trajectories if that had changed. And right. so well, it's, it's so a, much to go into. That. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of thought that has gone to it. It's it's not something that um, off the top of your head you can really answer unless unless you've been like dwelling on something forever. You know what now, I mean? Now, now there was a second question, yeah, yeah. which I thought was a good question, uh-huh. and I, I'm I'm only asking because I want your I want your answer to this, and and uh, I want you know people who are listening. I want them to think about it too. Is is there any show or match? that you wish you were at live, wish you went to live, any show match in history of wrestling, one that you say, I I wish I was there. It's funny because doing the autograph stuff with Jackie at the highest point of wrestling, I, we were at a lot of those. You were at them. All right. I mean, I, 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 I like, here's here. Go, go ahead. What would you say? WrestleMania three. I mean, yeah, but you were too too young to. You have to take into account how right. old you would have been when that. Would you have appreciated it? I WrestleMania three. Right. I was young for that. I remember watching it on like like you know. I mean, I remember my dad watched it on pay per view. We were at my grandma's house. Like I remember. Yeah, but like, how old were you? Five. Uh, what year was it? Eighty. What year was that? I don't know. Because I was still like. I was still a young. Yeah, I was little. I was still a young kid, and I'm like ten years older than you. I I was still a young kid for WrestleMania four. That was a big deal because that was the first one we ordered at my house with Macho Man in the bracket, winning the fucking right, tournament right. to win the belt. Tournament. Um, yeah. So a year earlier, I mean, and thinking ten years younger than me, you, I mean, that, oh, no, I was young, right? Yeah. But, so but that that's the only one now. Uh, there was two people had. There's some good answers. Yeah. The two two best answers were someone said, obviously a UK uh, person said they wish they were at the what was it the SummerSlam at Wembley, right? With they Bull- wish they had with, gone to that with British Bulldog, Bulldog and Brett, yeah. And then the other person said Hogan Rock, which they said that was, that was the best. Canada. That was in Canada, right? And Vancouver, that was, right? That was Toronto, yeah. Toronto, Toronto, I think, right? And they said the guy put it best. He said show that match was not a good match but the electricity in that no, the, building the for story that the storytelling was, was great right. in that match right. the wrestling right. was what the wrestling was but right. but that well well but that match was at the that time period of wrestling right then and there was right. when uh the rest of the world was almost on purpose cheering contradictory to what the states were feeling so like Vince wanted you to cheer a certain way for this guy and boo for that guy. And when you went like to other countries, they almost consciously as a decision did the opposite. So when we w- when they went to Canada and Hulk Hogan was in the NWO and was the heel and rock was the baby face and they just said, Nope, it's opposite day. And they booed the shit out of the rock and they were cheering right. every time Hulk Hogan even like, shifted his eyes uh that it and then that that match was so impactful because of the crowd that uh they decided to turn hulk babyface the next night and brought the yellow yellow and and red back and then he feuded with the nwgo guys for a while i mean that changed that match changed that's one of those matches that did change the course of history not by who won or who lost but by what the by fans, the crowd. by the what the, the fans, fans so that would have been an interesting one to feel the energy of. I think there's a lot right. of buildings and a lot of circumstances where the energy might have been that that powerful. Although, being that it was WrestleMania, there were a lot more people there. Um, right. Like, but but for example, I mean, I was at a lot of shows, so I was at a right. lot of the. I, e- lot, right? I was at a lot of ECW shows. I was at those right. like. Like my favorite live shows of all time, to be honest, of all time are those first that first run of MLW with Court Bauer when he was really dude. Those shows in the War Memorial, Fort Lauderdale oh. War Memorial, I went to like four of them, were rocking. And th- he had 
the greatest fucking collection of wrestlers ever because it was like it was right oh. at, it was like a, a little bit after WCW and ECW were gone so it was just the WWE and so the right. independent quote scene which didn't have any big like promotions in it uh you know there but there were all these wrestlers up and coming and then all these release guys so i mean you would have everyone on a show from Terry Funk and Norman Smiley and Carino, La Parca, Wyndham. Carino, Wyndham, uh, uh, Sabu, to also having on that same roster that night, Sanjay Dutt, Samoa Joe, uh, CM Punk. Uh, so it was in, it was like, it was like the perfect storm of veterans and the, the best of the best of the young guys that hadn't been signed to a big promotion yet. Uh, those fucking rosters were tremendous more in hindsight now. Cause at the time you're like, I don't know who CM Punk is, but he's pretty good. I don't know who Samoa Joe guy is, but he's three, looks like he's 300 pounds and moves like he's 150. So right. you're like discovering all these guys at MLW that then you're like, Oh, that, Oh, a year or two later on impact. Oh, look, that's that guy I saw at MLW. Oh, there's that guy. Right, I saw right, right. Those shows were so cool. Um, but like, I was at the Georgia Dome the night that Goldberg won the title and had to beat Hall, Nash, and then or Hall yeah. and then Hogan. You know, um, and right. dude, the energy of that building that night, I would, oh, I would like hometown, to right. put that on the scale and weigh it against that mania you were talking about. Right. Um, I right. was Jackie and I were at the fucking building uh, when uh, uh, Jarrett laid down for Hogan and then. Russo fired him, and then they had the Jarrett uh, Booker match for the title, and then right. you never saw Hogan again in WCW, and he sued him. Um, right. I was there for the, uh, you know, Were you there when Brock Lesnar came back at Raw in Miami? No, I was after Mania. By that point, I was done going to live shows for a while, uh, and that place was in that the building was, was shaking. That night. was that the day after Mania. After Mania, yeah, Miami, yeah, yeah the that building was, was oh, no, that literally was, shaking. That was the first. That was the first of a string of night after Manias, where, where Rob was like the place to be. It's not anymore right. again, but that started oh, a right. run of them. No, see, I was at the Mania, but I didn't go to the Raw right, SmackDown because right. I was already burned out. We, yeah, I went to, I been, went to Mania and Raw. We we were burned out for going to Mania, going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, Jack. That was. I never told you that story. That was. Huh? Hold on. That was when Jackie got kicked out of the hotel for being too drunk, and uh, and as they were walking him out, he took the face bump, uh, tripping over his own feet, onto the yeah 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 right in the right in the right on the way out through the lobby in front of everybody. Um, yeah, it, it was that was a tremendous weekend. But by Monday, I was fried, and I'm like, it's here in my backyard. I'm I, yeah. Raw Smackdown it's already like I don't give a shit so I watched it I did watch it on TV and go oh I wish I was there because that like the building said, was shaking yeah the building was vibrating you could see it on, I, I you had, could see it on the screen yeah yeah it was literally shaking like the stands were shaking uh, so I had gone with Chuck and uh, two things happened that weekend that were hilarious at Wrestlemania you know we're, we were uh, like tailgating at Mania in Miami and he has a barbecue and Chuck goes to light this like little barbecue, and it literally explodes and engulfs his entire face. And everybody's like, "Oh shit!" And he's like, "Oh!" And he like backs up, and the smoke clears, and he turns around, and his fucking eyebrows are gone, <laughs> like just gone. And and I lost it. I I was in tears. I couldn't breathe. And and everybody's like, "What are you laughing at?" Because it was just me and him facing each other. And he turns around, and everybody's like. Holy shit! Eyebrows, just, his eyebrows were just disintegrated. Oh my um, god, that's funny. And then the next night we go to Raw, and we're looking for somewhere to park. And I, <laughs> I'm driving, and all of a sudden I look, and X Pac is walking down the street in a tuxedo, and he's walking like towards us. And uh, I roll down the window. I'm like X Pac, and he comes up to the window, and he gives in the car gives everybody like a fist, like a pound. Uh, gives everybody a pound, and he's like, "Fucking parking sucks here." I, he had to park with normal people and walk. He wasn't. He didn't even like get to go like in a secret parking lot or anything. He was literally parked where we parked, and he was walking. Wow. 
And everybody was like, Xbox, you know. But he came right up to the car, gave everybody pounds. He's That's... like, there's spots down there. I was like, all right, cool. That's hilarious. That was. I'll tell you the Xbox story when after for the for uh, IPW. No, I don't know. So Xbox wrestled uh, at IPW in Tampa. We're on the same show. We worked the Shane Twins that night. What year was this? That were oh man, it was early two thousand. So it must have been right after WCW. Okay. Before he went back to WWE, maybe. Okay. But he worked Mister Perfect. That was the main event. It was going to be X-Pac versus Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, in the main event. And Machine Twins that night. And uh, they were, what were their names in WWE? I forgot the... the I, don't, I don't remember. Gemini, the Gemini. Oh, the Gemini. That, they were the Gemini. You're right. You're right. Yeah, 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 right. And then they were the Johnsons in TNA, uh, which was the dumbest gimmick ever. But anyway, we wrestled them that night. So was that a dick X-Pac, joke? Being the Johnsons. Uh, they, so X-Pac is going to wrestle Kurt Henning. Now, again, right after WCW, I think it's before the WWE, they came back, you know. Uh, he came back. So, you know. He came back. He, about he probably came back when uh, Hall and Nash's big money contracts were up with Time Warner and AOL. Remember? They, like, right. like, whatever. Like, uh, NWO didn't come back uh, at when when Vince bought WCW, they had, I don't remember what, they had those, what, what year it was. Well, I'm just saying like they had those, uh, those big money contracts that they didn't want buyouts right. of. They just like them and, well, yeah, yeah. and Goldberg and all of them just sat and earned the money. And then the NWO came in like whatever, like, you know, you know, a month and like a year and a half later, once those contracts were up. Right. So that's probably when they brought X-Pac back too, is what I'm saying. Probably around that time. Yeah. yeah. Right. So maybe, right. maybe oh three uh, or something. Yeah, it had to be somewhere around. Oh, two, oh, three. That whole that whole time frame is a blur to me. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So, so they start. You know, I think we were like, we were like third to last. So we were like towards the end too. And uh, I don't know at what point X Pac realizes he doesn't have his he doesn't have his gear. Like, he literally came to the show but had none of his gear. He knew he was wrestling. He was booked. No boots, no gear, nothing. So he's walking around the locker room going, hey, uh, I don't have any gear. I don't have boots. Like, what size shoes are you? What size wrestling boots? He's asking people as he's going along, do you have extra gear? Kurt Henning is livid. He's fucking pissed because he's like, how do you take this booking? Come here. Like, you don't have – you got on a plane. You didn't bring your wrestling gear? And he was like, no, I forgot it at home. Like, just totally forgot. Now, I'm assuming a lot of drugs were involved back then, so... Right? I mean, one can only imagine. Right, he, right but Kurt Henning shouldn't know. be throwing too many stones at that point. Well, I, yeah, no, not at that point. Because that was... that was, It was right before Henning died. Because this is that time frame. It's a time just frame of that story with you and his sound. Right, same, same time frame. So... He, uh, borrowing, like, one guy, uh, a pair of, like, a singlet from another guy. He's got basketball shorts on from someone else. Uh, he's borrowing, like, an IPW t-shirt. He was, like, mishmash together. They end up going out there, don't call anything, have an insane match. Like, really good match. Because Henning could still go, you know, um, at that point. And, uh, they had a great match. But he literally had to borrow every. And Henning was so pissed when the match started. They got the ring. You could see Henning was like roughing him up a little bit. I think it was kind of like you fucking idiot. Like don't disrespect me like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though X Pac was a veteran too, I think he, well, Henning was like pissed that he did that. But they had a great match. Uh, but yeah, he had to borrow stuff. It's funny though. <laughs> telling you that story made me think of another situation. You remember Hack Myers, right? Yeah, I didn't know him. Hack but Myers. I, yeah. Okay, so he was in ECW, like the original ECW. I think he was heavyweight champion. I mean, was he not of ECW? I mean, probably at some point. But like the beginning, beginning, of, yeah, before yeah. ECW became like, yeah, yeah, ultra famous. Probably so, before like all the Tazes and RVDs and all. Right. That. Yeah. Right. So we're at FAU in Boca Raton. We're running this wrestling show. It's outside, uh, and coming up but he's like i don't have boots so like i'm in like we're next we're after them 
So like I'm in like kind of watching me and Eric, and he's like, "What size boots are you?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Like in my head, I'm like, "This motherfucker is gonna use my boots to wrestle." I then come back, have to take them off, giving me, I'm going to have to put them on and go out next. Like, anybody knows the time frame of that? It's not possible. Like, the time frame of, of all this happening in perfect time is well, not cause, possible. Because lacing and unlacing and relacing again is like well, it's a bit time consuming because right. they're like, right. they're, they're, there's a lot of holes and a lot of like work to do. It's not like a, they're it's not a sneakers. They do. go, they go up. How high do your boots go up? Like mid shin, right? Oh, well, yeah, almost to, yeah, right, almost to your knee. Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot. What a that's a lot so, of lacing, yeah, and unlacing and right. then relacing. He, he's a veteran. He's a veteran at the time. You know, I'm, I'm like young. So it's like, I, I'm in a position where I can't say no. Like anybody in the wrestling business, like, you would think, well, why wouldn't you just say no? You, you didn't say no. But also, why wouldn't, wrestling why wouldn't you loan your boots to X-Pac? I mean, the, he's not a bad guy. Well, this was Hack Myers. Oh, Hack Myers. Right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that, but that still, might be. Hack was, yeah. Hack was respected. Right. He was, you know, I know he had been, you know, ECW, and I know he he was very well respected in the area. I mean, he was, so kind, of a, no, he was kind of a South Florida guy, wasn't he? Right, right. But right. if I said no, like... It happened. Like, like talking about changing the trajectory of of a career. It wouldn't. Uh, that could have been yeah, the end of it. It could have. So, but it wouldn't have been right. okay. The only thing that wouldn't have been out of place is saying, "Look, my match is right after yours. See if anyone else has." I, them. I, I said that. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. And he was like, "No, you're a twelve. Nobody else is. Like, I I need him now." So I take did my you, boots off. Did you hear that, ladies? He's a twelve. I take my boots off. I give them to him. He goes out there, he does the match, the match ends, and he's fucking lollygagging. I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> so now I'm getting nervous on the like I was nervous to say no to him because I knew I knew what would happen if I said no. Now I'm getting nervous going, Our fucking match is next. They're gonna call us out there. I don't have boots on. I'll never be booked here again. Like I'm fucked either way here. Like I'm totally fucked. So He's like taking his sweet ass time and he finally gets to the back. Now the other team is being announced now. So He's, I'm like, quick, quick, quick. Like, you know, did he say anything like, like I didn't realize I forgot, you know, or, or, or not acknowledge at all that he's, no. that he's sandbagging. So I, I honestly, no, he didn't acknowledge it. But I also think part of it was he liked to play pranks and jokes and rib. Oh, so he's so ribbing I think you. at some point he was ribbing. He really needed the boots, but now he's ribbing me. Because he knows I'm in panic mode. Like, because I'm like, because like there was like some negotiation beforehand. And I was kind of like, you know, but I'm next. And uh, he's like, just give me the boots. And I'm like, you know, was, I didn't just say, yes, sir, here's the boots. Like, there was a little fight for him. So right. now he knows I'm nervous. So <laughs> he's slowly taking them off. The other team's going out to the ring. And I'm like, I'm panicking. And, and Eric, it was a tag match. And Eric's like, he's pissed because he's like, we're, we're like assholes. So, and our music hit. I'm like, oh my god! Now it's a really long walk to the ring because it's outdoors, and we had to come out from like a building into the outside, and it's like on a baseball field or something. So I quickly put my boots on, but I can't. I don't have time to lace them. Like, there's no time to lace them. Like, our music's out. So I walk out to the ring with my boots not tied, like totally unlaced. I look like a fucking slob. And we're doing the long walk, and I'm panicking. And I'm going to Eric, how am I going to tie my shoes? Like, I'm supposed to start the match. How am I going to tie my boots? Like, at the ring, I'm going to look like a fucking moron. Like, this is so stupid. And he's like, you're an idiot. Why'd you let him borrow him? I'm like, because we would have been, right. easy we would have paid the price. If easy, I easy for him to say, right? If you had right, said right. no, you're still his tag team partner. He's still going to catch the heat from you saying no. Oh, he would have caught it, of course. Right. So, so we we get to the ring. And he's like, all right, we'll stall. I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit here and tie my boots. Uh, we'll play it up. Because we were the bad guys. I was like, this is easy. So I get in the ring, you know, and we're like, you know, the crowd's like, ah, you know, clapping. So I'm telling the guys we're working. It was Scott Commodity, and I don't remember his partner's name. And I'm like, hey, you know, play up that my boots aren't tied. You know, like, play it up. So they're playing up, like, come on, ref, his boots aren't tied. I'm doing the, all right, hold on, hold on. You know, like I got to tie my boots and like I start to tie one, I get blown up. I really was. 
I tie it. You know, I tie finally get one boot tied, and are the you, crowd's like giving me this. So are you when you're like doing your boots? Are you just like skipping it, like then just doing every third ring? Or are no, you... no, I was fucking lacing them up. You didn't want to break sh- my ankle. You fucking sh- right. <laughs> so I'm like, I lace the first boot. They're still giving me the business. The crowd's like, you know, booing me. How much and time is this taking? You know, I, oh, at least anywhere between five to ten minutes. <laughs> I think we wasted. So they're like, at one point, like they're doing push-ups, and you know, and Eric is like hugging me and patting me, and like you know, finally I get both boots tied, and we're gonna start. And the ref, we start, and the ref goes, "You guys know you only had twelve minutes, right? Like the match was only supposed to be twelve minutes long. We're already like, I, I think we were somewhere in the eight minute mark deep already. Are they like, are they filming this for TV or anything? No, it was so who, show so twelve FAU. minutes. Who fucking gives right. a shit? Right, right, right. Still so do your twelve. We end minutes. up working the match. Right. This is the match. I, I think I talked about this before. Where the so the match starts, and we go out into the. They go out into the crowd, and I look over, and they're they're fighting the fans. This is the same. Oh match. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so we had to like you know hop the railing, you know they hop the railing, and there's a fight, whatever, with the fans, and uh, who it's the same. Who, match. Got, who got in the fight with the fans? Was the it other was the other two guys? Yeah, the other yeah. Two guys. right. So anyway, uh, you know, big fight with the fans. So the whole thing was a cluster from start to finish because. The fan fight, you know, people had to be separated and like, it, we ended up going like 20 something minutes. So anybody that knows wrestling, like if you have a time, there's a reason. You have 12 minutes, you have 12 minutes. And the reason is, is because they want to keep the show to two hours, whatever it is. So everybody has a time so that it's, you know, the end of the thing, it's two hours. If you go over, let's say there's a hard set that it has to be two hours. Whoever's after you has to cut time. You've got to make that time back. Maybe the building needs you out at a certain time. Right. Maybe or, the city has a limit. Or, or if every, or if little by little, the people, excuse me, ahead of you, all went over by a little bit. Right. Say you're filming or or you're live on on like broadcast. The last, like someone before the main event might just get cut altogether, and then right, then you're gonna right. have then, then there's gonna be some fucking heat. Yeah, for sure. You're right. So. So anyway, thank God, you know, they didn't have to cut anybody. They let everybody go. It's kind of just a, you know, whatever show. But, uh, right. yeah, th- that whole thing was a total debacle. Now, talking about time, I will say, 20-plus years of wrestling, I always went over my time because, honestly, I didn't give a fuck. It was about me, not about the rest of the show. So See, I'm getting myself over. This, this Mr. Disrespectful over here, again, it's, always, it's this is nothing new. This is just disrespecting everyone. This is disrespecting the promoters, his fellow boys, uh, the fans, everyone. It's all. It's just about him. The world. The world revolves around him, not around the sun. There's oh, no. Right. Yeah. This. There's yeah. only two times I cared about time. Uh-huh. If it's TV, if you're on television, you have to care about right. time. So that one, yes. And the only other time I cared about time was when it was my own show because I knew we had to be out of the building at a certain time. Right. So they're like, you have to you be know. out. Like you cannot be in here one minute past midnight. And right. Yeah. Right. And you're right. thinking like, oh shit, I only have 30 minutes as it is to break the ring down and haul all this shit out of here. Right. 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 So, right. You know, that, those are the only two times I cared about. Otherwise, time. I, yeah. I used to go otherwise, time all the time. Because otherwise like some of those buildings would be like, if, if you run over your time, you're you may as well just leave it because you've rented the next day. <laughs> right, right, right. You're staying another night. Right. right. So those are the only two times I ever cared. Otherwise, I would go over time all the time, especially like, like towards the end of my career, we were doing like the pro wrestling turbo stuff and stuff for Johnny and Craig down in Florida. You know, like if I worked for Josh and TK, I remember one time they were like, uh, it was I think it was the first show they ever run. Brand. And they were like, hey, TK's like, here's your time. And I just looked at him. He's like, what? I'm like, I don't have a time. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, I, I don't have a time. You're not going to tell me how long I'm going and not going. He's like, he looks down, he scratches it off the sheet. He's like, you don't have a time. <laughs> I was like, and then like the next, the next, you know, ever after that, every time I went back, he would never, TK, it ended up being just book your own matches and, and then book the other guys. And, and I would even tell guys like, look, you got 12 minutes. You stay in the 12 to 15 minute range. Like, you know, I mean, you got to get your shit in. You got to look good. 
you know, and if the crowd's feeling it, you don't want to cut it off, you know. Right. But if so, but if you get no response, go to the go to the shorter side of your time. <laughs> right, right. Go home. Right, right, right. And and there was times when when at Pro Wrestling Turbo when I was helping them book and stuff and run the I was running the back. There was I I remember one match I couldn't even tell you who was in the match. I'm watching it through the curtain and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is a fucking snoozer. Like, yeah, everyone's and I sitting on their grabbed hands. somebody, yeah. right? So I grabbed somebody who was like, you know, one of the helpers. I was like, hey, go to the ring announcer, tell the ring announcer at ringside, sneak over there and say, tell him to go home. He needs to tell the ref. So he went over and then he told the ref, hey, it's go home time. Well, they didn't listen. And the crowd is just like, and they're doing like high spot after high spot after. Should have so had, had the ring, ring announcer go, two minutes left. Two minutes left, well, you know, like the no, time. No, what I told Josh was, is I grabbed Powers and I said, "Hey, if they don't listen to what I just told them to go take it home, I'm going out there." He's like, "You can't do that." I was like, "Why not?" He's like, "What are you going to do?" I said, "I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to run in the ring. I'm literally going to punch both of them, <laughs> and the ref will ring the bell and it'll be over." So then he's like, no, "No, no, no, don't do that." So he goes back and tells the ring announcer, and they get the like ref's attention and. And the ref like sees, and then they tell them, and they go home. They got in the back, and they're like, "What? What happened?" I was like, "You're not like watching what we were watching." And they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Jesus, the, that was like people were sitting on their hands. Like they went to the concession stand, and there's not even a concession stand here. Like that's how bad it was." And they're like, "Really?" I'm like, "You're so into doing fifty fucking high spots and getting all your shit in, you don't even realize there's a crowd that you're paid to watch you, and you're." You suck. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you, if you're not aware of the crowd, you're not wrestling. Oh, right. Like, like part of wrestling is 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 getting a read from the crowd and and kind of contouring your match accordingly. Right. You're not like you're not like here's the whole match laid out. No matter how they respond to this, just keep plugging along and stick to the script. That's not right. how it works. Not how it works. Right. Right. And, and, but also is like, I mean, not to go too deep into wrestling talk, but, you know, a lot of, I was taught, to, th- thanks to Billy, I'm going to put him over for a second for once, but guys like Billy and Rusty and Flex, call it on the fly in the ring. Like, I, yeah. I'm not the guy who likes to go in the back and say, you know, I remember uh, there was a guy um, show up with a notebook to yeah. the shows and he would go, uh, he would go, hey, did you get the email? And I'm like, what email? Like, well, I emailed you on AOL uh, the uh, the the match. I love I like, what, what? I love that because anytime anyone does that to you, it's just your response is, yeah, we're not doing any of that. It's just and like, I'm like I love you it. Emailed it to me like they wrote out the whole match in a notebook, like sent me a like scanned it over to me in an email form, and then brought it to the notebook and was like, well, here here's your script, and I'm like. You're fucking kidding me, right? Well, here's here's They're two like, things. What? I was like, what? What? How yeah. are they younger than you? Aren't they? Right. Yes. So aren't you the ones that's really supposed to be calling the match? But but you know that that went out the window with this new generation of wrestlers. They right. thought they were you know not now. I'm talking about this is like the generation before now. Um, they like they were just yeah and and I remember that day the kid gave me the notebook and he gave me the page and I literally just crumpled it up. I threw it in the garbage, and he's like, well, what are we going to do? I said, well, I'll see you out there in 10 minutes. And the kid's like, what? Panic, full panic. So we get in the ring, and he's like, we get in the ring, and he's like, just like, looks like he saw a ghost. And I'm like, just listen to me. Follow me. I will guide you and lead you. I'm really good at this. Like, just right. go with it. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, they were fine. Probably one of his better matches, too. Of course, because it wasn't scripted like that. But but you know. And, uh, but here's a. I see this. That. I see this when you you could. Oh yeah. In the in the crowd, when you watch those types of matches, the reason they're not aware of the crowd or listening and responding and and adjusting to what's going on, depending on the emotions and the and the and the feedback you're getting from the the crowd, they're they're tuned out because they're way too concentrated. On remembering what's next, you could see it on their faces. You can see it. Right, they're not right. emoting. They're not reacting to what just happened. No, their faces all the is all scrunched right. or concentrated. You could see the concentration on trying to remember what's next. 
And so then there's no emotions in the match. There's no reactions in the match and definitely no like uh, listening to what's going on outside of the of, of, the, right, of right. the square, you know, of the ring. It's funny. The, the match I had just posted, TK took a, some clips of this pro wrestling turbo show from December, like two years ago. Uh, he had taken the clips and put it together for me and I was watching and I remembered that match. Uh, I was surprised I dressed as Santa Claus. I hadn't been there in like months because uh, Josh turned on me. That's when Josh turned on the breakfast club and he beat me up and left me laying and I disappeared for like six months. Mm-hmm. But when I came back, I came back dressed as Santa Claus. Disguised and, as Santa Claus. Right, yeah, right. And Josh had, uh, uh, I came out with donuts and I gave them to Josh and Josh was like, Santa gave me donuts. And as he's turning around to the crowd, like with the donuts, I took the Santa stuff off the place, goes fucking ape shit. When he turns around, I fucking spear him, and we start going. Was well, it was was, a, was, it that, was, a, was Bobby Rogers involved with that show at all? But it sounds like it was right. Well, because I saw Christmas. It was the Christmas, Christmas tree, tree in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> it was a hardcore Christmas tree match. Yeah, well, that's a Bobby uh, Rogers match if I ever heard it one. Was, I know, but it was my idea because oh, I I took it from right. Bobby that, and I said, hey, why don't we do this? So. There were six people in the match. Five were announced, and the sixth announced was Santa Claus. So everybody thought that Santa Claus was in the match, but it was me. Great, I'm booking. I'm I'm a brilliant booker, brilliant. Mm. So I, mm. when he, you know, we do the whole thing in the Santa Claus thing. He, uh, you know, we do the spot, but I didn't. Only me and Josh talked about this. The mm. other guys in the match, I didn't even speak to them, like because I I wanted to stay secluded. I didn't want anybody to see me. I wanted to be like super slick about this because I still believe like that part of kayfabe is to me is like hiding that kind of stuff. It's still cool because the general, the genuine reaction from people is what you want, right? You don't want them to know you're there. Right. So anyway, I only talked to Josh. So when I got out there in the match, these guys have no idea. Like, and, and I told them like, call your spots with yourself, but, you know, Josh kind of oversaw it, and then we'll I'll pick my spots from there. So I just started grabbing weapons and just fucking whacking these kids. Like, like <laughs> just, they were so shocked. But one spot, you see it in the video, I, I get the kid, and I tell him, I'm going to shoot you into the corner, like take the buckle. I wanted him to take the turnbuckle, and then I was going to run in and hit him with like a splash. Well, when I go to shoot him in, he lets go of my hand, and then he grabs me. So he was totally lost because he didn't get to call it. So I literally watching the video. He grabs me and he's like confused. I grab him by the shoulders and I said, Hey, Hey, I said, calm down. The whole crowd hears me. I go, calm down, relax. It's okay. And I just fucking super kicked him right in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And he had no idea any of this was happening. And we got in the back. They're like, that was so great. They're like, I was like, yeah, like he was too, amped up i literally grabbed him and said calm down relax and he's like okay <laughs> he's like what's next i just fucking kicked just him in a, the face. Ma- a mouthful of foot yeah mouthful of foot like i literally crushed him uh and it's just like those guys don't know how to work unless they are talk about it 450 times beforehand now is there some stuff you have to talk about for sure like you know, I, I wasn't involved in it. And I said, hey, just tell me what the finish is. And they're like, the finish is, you know, we're going to hit somebody with a power bomb. Me and Josh end up doing a tag move. But then we start fighting out and someone sneaks the pin. I go, that's all I need to know. Like, I just need to know where to be. Like, that's it. Don't tell me anything else. I really don't care. You know? Uh, also in that match, I got to find the clip. Uh, TK, friend of the Breakfast Club, me and him are in the ring at some point. And he has the Christmas tree and he's on the second rope. And I'm looking at him like, what is he going to do? Because I was far away from him. And I'm like, what is he going to do? And he jumps off anywhere near hitting me with this Christmas tree. Like he misses me. Like he lands like three feet in front of me. I just grabbed the Christmas tree out of his hand and just fucking chucked it at him. Two hand through a Christmas tree and leveled him with it. And he was like, he was like, what the fuck was that? I was like, dude, like, first of all, you didn't say what you were going to do. And second of all, like, you didn't even come close to hitting me. You were like three feet from me. Like, what did you want me to do? Run at you? I was like, no. He was like, yeah, but you chucked a Christmas tree at me. I was like, yeah. He's like, it hurt. I was like, well, what do you want me to do? It is what it is. 
But that match was such a clusterfuck. But whatever. I don't even know. I'm going on a tangent. You shouldn't it's, have me drink and do podcasts. This it's, is insane. It's not as big of a clusterfuck as Tomato Gate, so that's for sure. Yeah, we we should uh we should talk about that. I I feel one day. have we not? Or did mm-hmm. or have I only talked about that with Marco? We need to have Marco somehow on the show. Or you know what? We don't need him on the show. No, we don't I can do it. We don't ever need him again, to be honest with you. No. We can talk next ep- next He's, next podcast. He goes right below Billy Fives on the band list. It's it's oh, yeah. here's a list. Yeah. It's number one, Billy Fives. Number two, Marco. Uh number three to be determined. So, right. Yeah. You don't get on our bad side. Right. Yeah. So but I'll make a note. Yeah. I'll make I'll write Tomato Gate. So I know yeah, we'll talk uh, about Tomato Gate. Uh we'll talk about Tomato Gate next podcast and I'll how tease, that all works. I'll tease down. I'll tease people with some buzzwords. Here's the buzzwords for the Tomato Gate story. Tomato Gate, bowling ball, nail bread, and bologna. Bologna, Judy Bagwell on a pole. That's and hot and a hot dog. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's uh, those are enough tease tease worthy oh, buzzwords. Can we can we just say one more thing? <laughs> you can one say, more tease word. You this, can say as many as you tease, want. This word is going to get everybody to listen. Are you ready? Pickle juice. Porn star. Huh? That's it. Porn star. Who is the porn star? I can't. I can't tell you that. Then John, you was Johnny's valet at that show? Who? Uh, Trina. There you go. Okay. Porn star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I did. I, she wasn't. Was she in Tomato Who? Gate though? No, but we murdered her that night, didn't we? I don't remember. Honestly, we did. We 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 super kicked, dropped her on her head. We'll that, talk about it. That wasn't the night that Blake wasn't there. That wasn't was the same it? night. Was that the night Blake wasn't there? I don't remember. No, Blake wasn't there for this. That was when they brought the other guy in, and and you yelled at the guy. You're not. You're no Blake Chadwick. That was the same night Blake was not there. Right? And, but was that also the night that Brandy Lauren was oh, talking? I'm saying too much. No, no, no. Was that the night with Brandy Lauren and Drew and the pickle juice? Yeah, same night. It's, that night was chock full of fucking stories. Oh, right. my God. So we'll talk about that night. <laughs> we'll talk about that night next podcast. I, now I'm excited about Tomato Gate. Oh, my yeah, God. Tomato Gate. Lordy, Lord, so, Lord. Oh, Lordy, Lord. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. All right. I got nothing left. I'm, I'm winded. Yeah, I, I could tell. You're probably also dreaming of food because you, you do. I, I'm about to make macaroni meatballs. So, oh, yeah. you're making macaroni. Don't, don't, don't let it turn too sexy there with your. Well, <laughs> what do you mean? What does it even mean? You know, the stirring macaroni thing with the fucking TikTok. Oh, yeah. Where they start hugging. <laughs> well, the, uh, I, I did see something today that sparked me to make macaroni. It said. Uh, eating pasta does not, doesn't increase your chances of weight gain. Yeah. So uh, that's the kind of positivity I needed today. So I'm yeah, making pasta. That's, that's, uh, that's definitely fake news, my friend. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm right. done with you. How does okay, that feel? Good. I'm done I'm with you. Um, I'm totally I stole okay your I stole your closing phrase. I'm done with you. Yeah. I'm done with you. All right. Tomato Gate next episode. All right. Tomato Gate. Tomato All Gate. Right, goodbye. Okay, okay, bye.